Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club podcast where we uh, we just talk about, you know, people we love, the, uh, the fans who love us, and cool bands, and just good music. You know, that's what we're about here on the ESC PC podcast. I Sir? Guess. It kind of works. I'm not acronyming everything. Uh, it would be like PT then, wouldn't it? If we go with the first pod. and then the last? No. ESC of the first letters and then pod is one word and yeah. then cast is the other one because it's an it's a it's a portmanteau. It's one it's one word. Podcast is one word. Yeah, but it's a it's a, it's a one word. This episode is with our <laughs> new friends in Last Night Saved My Life, Riley and Justin. Uh we're 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 on the same page. We had a lot of fun. This is a very cool uh cool episode. I think you really enjoy it. Uh we talk a lot about songwriting and band interpersonal relationships and movies and just all kinds what, of stuff. One of the main takeaways here is guys is if you're ever in a band, um take an interpersonal communication class to make your life better. Yeah. You can one definitely of the main takeaways. gain some other skills besides just playing your instrument. That will that will definitely benefit you in in building the band up and getting a successful career. Uh, so yeah, stick around for that. Before we get to it, though, uh, you know if you if you're a fan, if you love us, and you're going to learn about this triangle thing in this episode, if you are in that top of the triangle, if you're one of the small group of people that loves us so much. Even if you're like a little bit lower than that and you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts right now, go leave us a review. Drop a five-star situation in there. Let us Two know Two fire what you emojis. Like. If you leave three and a half fire emojis, we're asking you immediately, what is up? Yeah. Give us some constructive feedback if you don't like it. Uh, but if you love it, and if you don't really have any constructive feedback to say, just drop a five. Just drop a five in there. Give it that five-star review. That helps let people know about this podcast and that people like it. If you're listening on Spotify, you can't, but you know, we love you all the same. Maybe if you're on Spotify, you go to our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash emo social club, and you drop a comment on the video of this episode. Uh, you drop a little like in there. You subscribe to us. <laughs> what a, what a, what a amazing thing that would be. What if They're also that? simple, easy, and free. So, so I don't simple. know why you just don't do it. Yeah. It would be a beautiful thing if you could help us out to do that. Every time you do something like that, it helps more people find this, find us. Uh, maybe you like last night saved our life, saved my life, and you're like, yo, I wanna, I wanna support this podcast they were on, as I support the band in the same way. So you know, you could do that for both of us in both places. So you know, that could happen. Bring it all back around. Bring the community. Bring up. the community together. If you want to contact us somewhere else, though, you can find us on Twitter at emo X. You can find us on Twitter at X emo social club X. 
It's the same, same thing on, on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, you'll find Lizzie on uh, both of those places because yes, I just I can't do Twitter, man. I get Unless you're talking about it. math or Excel sheets, then Brian magically appears answer. on Twitter, and I am very confused because I'm like I'm not yeah. replying to these people who's talking here, and it's Brian. Send me your Excel sheets, and I will <laughs> rate your Excel sheets. You can leave a review on this. I podcast. feel like that's more daunting than anything. Oh, dude, it's it's awesome. I will rate rate my sheets. I will do it. Uh, if you want to find us on Instagram, that is at emo social club. There, you will probably be talking to me and Lizzie. Uh, you can it's also find up. us. All the links are down below in this pod or on the YouTube page. If you go there and you leave us a like, comment, and a subscribe. Uh. If you are interested in merchandise, we still have it. We are trying to give all of our summer stuff away. Riot Fest is coming, guys. If you're in Chicago, you gotta Riot be a Fest cool is coming kid. up. You got to get that cool merch. So emosocialclub.com slash store is where to find that. Uh, we are looking at our fall merch. We are working towards it, but we got to get rid of this merch first. So please help us out. Please support the pod uh, with, with that. That's a good way of, of getting us, you know, to the next phase. Getting and they're us nice. There. They're nice and comfy. You can layer them. You can crop been, them on your own accord. There's so many things you can do with them. We don't have a place to leave reviews, but everyone who has received one has yelled five stars at us. Yeah. Like they pass us on the street and they're like, five stars. Or, or they're like, hey, I can't wear your shirt anymore. I'm getting too many compliments. You know, what was what was crazy? One of my friends that I hadn't seen um, since COVID hit, we would go they would come to our emo karaoke events. Mm -hmm. Um, She had texted me during Hello, Megan said, I saw five people wearing your shirts. I said, what are you talking about? And then I'm like, I know one of them is our friend Craig. Yeah, (laughs) I know one of them is Craig. And I want to know who else it was. Um, Then one of my other friends, too, um, was at Rudio Fest. And then sent me a Snapchat saying, every time we go somewhere or I'm hanging out with you, I'm wearing your shirt to embarrass you like I'm your parent. You won't embarrass me. You won't embarrass us You won't us embarrass at all. any of us. No. You have to do it legally. If you are yeah. friends with us, if you are fans of us, you have to legally, if we are there, you have to wear it. Yep. Wear, wear it to your next emo outing and we will find you and we will take a, a <laughs> selfie, especially if it's Riot Fest. We will be yeah, we'll find and you. we will be selfieing. So that'll be how that goes. Uh, all right. Well. Thank you for uh, for checking us out, and let's get into the episode. This is Riley and Justin of Last Night Saved My Life. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here tonight with the cool dudes of Last Night Saved My Life. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming on and talking with us. Thank you. It's yeah, good to be here. having us. Yeah. Uh, why don't you introduce yourselves? Say what you do in the band. And uh, we agreed beforehand we're bringing back the Shaka Bra. So mm-hmm. if you could pick anybody to be side stage giving you the Shaka, well, who would it be? JB, I volunteer you as tribute first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. JB, a lot of nicknames these guys have for me, actually. Uh, I play guitar. See, I thought we were saying musicians that were going to be side stage. So I was going to go with Tom DeLong. Which I thought Riley was going to also go for. <laughs> but that would be mine. That would definitely be mine. Okay. You know, I knew he was going to do that. So <laughs> he, that's my favorite artist of all time. And that's okay. We sh- we share that in a lot of ways. Um, that's why we're best friends. But hi, everybody. Riley Hupfer. I play rhythm guitar in the band. Um, if I'm turning side stage, 
I look Matthew McConaughey dead in the eyes. <laughs> and as he's waving his hand back and forth, he mouths, all right, all right, all right, to yeah. me. And then he does that little finger thing that he does in the, the commercials yeah. when he's driving the car. You know? <laughs> that, oh, man. I mean, that's it. That's uh, I bought his memoir. I'm writing yeah. another one for him. There we go. Yeah, I'm glad you let me go first so I didn't have to follow suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. Fair enough. There's a whole scenario played out already. Like yeah, you ready can to see go. It. Yeah. I have like concerns. They're not founded on anything. Like I think Matthew McConaughey is probably like a really like normal stand-up dude. But I just like sometimes he says things and I'm like, Oh yeah. Who are you, man? Like <laughs> who, are, who you? are you? What are you I about? Can't, yeah, I can't I can't disagree with it. I mean it's like you question Matthew McConaughey and we probably always will but at the same time he like he always delivers mm-hmm. and so i don't know that you can see it now like he's pinching his hand <laughs> he's all, so right, right. Like, all right mm. and you're just like man this is the coolest show i've ever i've ever played <laughs> yeah it's like why are see, you I here man you. <laughs> i forget this about you riley that this is kind of like your closet fan of matthew mcconaughey and it's been yeah, no, like three years now honestly my secret favorite actor yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a he had a whole renaissance he had the reconnaissance oh, <laughs> the reconnaissance no. we keep making that. we keep making these words for actors with renaissance and now now we're just getting silly yeah. well that one <laughs> has been out there we we said the fraser sance in our last episode and for brendan fraser but then i preferred golden frage oh. uh and I watched The Mummy last night just to, like, remind myself that it's great. And it it does. It fucking holds up. It's a great movie. I don't think I've talked to anybody watched... in a long time who said I watched The Mummy last night. <laughs> <laughs> I Get respect that. Get into it. I watched National Treasure last week. Oh, uh, hell yeah. I feel like yeah. that's maybe along the same lines as that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. that that series. What? But, like, yeah, no. You've I, never watched National never Treasure? Being a child of the 90s, like once it got to be about like 2002, 2003, I already kind of knew like this isn't for me. This is for the next generation. So, <laughs> and National so Treasure you, was like on that you level. You never had like an immense urge to steal the Declaration of Independence? I didn't say that. I, <laughs> no. Like obviously I want to conduct a heist, but I'm not, what? I don't need to see the movie to do that or be inspired. Uh, I feel like Nick, you know. He'd inspire me. Yeah, I, I think it's worth revisiting now. Like you're past <laughs> that stage. I think yeah. where it's like, oh, this is for the next generation. This is like, no, it's a throwback for you now. Yeah, now you know I, what I mean, I could try it out. It's it's all these action movies. Like now that we're in the realm of Marvel being like yeah. everything, and Marvel is all the action movies. Marvel is every summer blockbuster. Going back to some of the old like action, <laughs> like big budget action movies. Um, especially during the nineties when it was still very early in CGI, like the mummy CGI does not hold up, but the the plot, the, and like a lot of it is practical. So you, you see a lot of that, like effort and time put into something that I don't think now I think studios just go, you know what? Fuck it. Just, we'll send it to CGI. Just somebody draw it in there. Like that, that effort and that work that was in movies at that time, I think is why it holds up. Like Jurassic park is the same way. Uh, but it's it's almost kitschy now. Like, oh, this was back in a time when they they didn't know Marvel movies in that formula, so they did whatever they wanted to do, and then that set the precedent. 
And then yeah. we saw The Dark Knight and we're like, wait, these action movies should be darker and grittier. Oh, no. <laughs> and like it's like this this realm of like where the superhero movies and all these action movies went. And so it's it is fun to go back and watch some of the old ones. Q Robert Pattinson now, right? Oh yeah. yeah. The Twilight, uh-huh. the Twilight Renaissance too that's happening. Insane. I'm on board a hundred percent. Well, I'm thinking about him as Batman, right? Because yeah. isn't that oh, coming yeah. out soon? Yeah. Which I'm actually I'm in. Let's like, go. Take, take me there. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I want to know how deep his voice goes to try to be that type yeah. of Batman, if he even <laughs> attempts to, because I only know him as Edward Cullen. Yeah. <laughs> Can he be Christian Bale? You know, if I Can he do that, if I remember the the like premise correctly, he's like kind of a younger Batman where he's like getting into being like he's like fresh out of college ready to go into so are you saying he doesn't have a naturally deep voice he develops a deep voice to yeah like (laughs) he's the undergraduate batman (laughs) batman and his undergrad creates a deep raspy voice (laughs) oh man (sighs) it's from chain smoking too many it's from chain smoking too many cigarettes after i was like i can't do this anymore (laughs) getting too old for this shit (laughs) <laughs> oh man this changed the way i'm gonna watch this movie yeah uh, i love yeah. it uh well we should talk about your music as well we can yeah, we can talk cool. about movies for <laughs> later too um you guys just released a new single called black yeah. dress uh and it's uh sorry i didn't actually get the, lizzie you didn't write the name of who it's featuring on here and now i forget is it michaela michaela delgado, delgado, delgado from okay. yours truly yep cool Alice, make a note there so I edit that so it doesn't sound dumb. Uh, (laughs) So you just released a new single called Black Dress with uh, Michaela Delgado of Yours Truly. Um, So how's that been doing? Because as far as we could see when I was looking at your your social profiles and all that, it looks like it's like blowing up. It's doing real good. (laughs) (laughs) From So I'll say from a stream perspective, not entirely. Um, Okay. But I think from like a fan engagement in terms of like what we're hearing back um people really like this and this is one of the songs that we've been the most pumped to to release i think because it it feels kind of like an evolution for us like you listen to cherry and it it just feels younger and maybe we're the band and we've listened to these songs over and over and we're just over cherry by now you know right (laughs) like we've moved on but i don't know black dress is it was a fun one for us and michaela just she knocked it out. I, yeah. We've said this in a couple blog posts and different things that we gave her the song and Wilson gave her like a couple vocal notes, but then she just took it and ran with it. And you hear her run at the end and like that, that was all her. So that was a really cool feature to, to work with her. How did you guys decide upon um, having her be featured in it? Cause it looks like you guys have also collaborated with a lot of other individuals, whether in the production side or just on tracks too. Yeah, so, um, and I don't want to steal the thunder, so JB, next question is yours, man. Uh, <laughs> we were we were in the studio, and I think most people know, if you follow our music, um, that Derek produces, Derek Discanio from State Champs, produces on our, on our um, albums from Cherry Onward, and then Seth Henderson, who we record with at Always Be Genius in Indiana, um, he produces too. And so Derek had a connection to Michaela, and we were just – really feeling a feature we hadn't had a female feature yet either and we thought that that was a really cool touch to the song and could offer a lot and so 
um, we just worked through him, reached out, and and she liked the song and and was interested in it. So yeah, it was just a cool connection, and obviously having Derek on board has helped make the songs a lot better. And then is this, I'm assuming, going to be on your new upcoming album, uh, The Color Infinite, that's out on the 1st of October? That is correct. Yeah, so this, I think we've got one more single planned before mm-hmm. the album drops. So that's still in the works, I guess, some of the details. But yeah, this one will definitely be included. Um, and for me, I guess we haven't played it yet live. That's yeah. the thing I'm excited for the most. We've had one rehearsal. We've got a couple more planned for our album release show, but just playing that one with the guys has been fun. So I just can't wait for the fans to see it live. So we get to play a live show again. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing is, uh, yeah, not even this song, just getting to play it's gonna any song, right? Than, yeah, any <laughs> song plus these new ones that we've been sitting on for so long. So, yeah. and, that, uh, and that's. that's- the show is on the 8th is that october yeah. 8th pontiac okay. michigan at the pike room yep so oh, hell yeah you, you follow us on socials you can see our um like f- we look like a five piece uh like in sync style I'm, I'm, mis- <laughs> I'm not thinking of the term um like boy, what do you call boy band thank yeah. you yeah. like we we have the boy band brand going and so look for the white backdrop with a bunch of uh, average-looking dudes in a boy band look-alike <laughs> photo. <laughs> that's that's that us. Photo looks good. I'm it's gonna good. Say it's it's clean. Yeah, it's what the kids like. They like boy bands now. Let's go. That's it also it, like also Elijah. Yeah. yeah, we worked with a photographer this time that we I crept on Instagram and found, and he just like <laughs> he made us look way better than we really look. So. Honestly, yeah, we Probably were listening to Nickelback to pump us up as oh, yeah. we were shooting yeah. those photos. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> photograph comes on and they oh, struck man. that pose you know hell yeah i was just thinking about that as we got on of like the weird anthems we have yeah like nickelback's one put me in coach who is i don't even remember so john fogarty center oh field. my god put me in coach it's like i mean ccr now obviously is a default because mm-hmm. of john fogarty in right. center field but, but, but yeah, nickelback has been has been a part of that rotation too. <laughs> we literally ripped that album top to bottom during that photo shoot. I guess that's a good, the whole, good no. There's no shame. So, yeah, we we were like, wow, I forgot how many radio songs were on this album. How many bangers? But yeah, straight bangers, <laughs> so Nickelback bad. bangers only. We used to uh, doubt them, honestly. Yeah. Maybe some people still do, and that's fair, but. So our thing is now we go to bars and if they have those little like what are it, touch tunes I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're at a bar and you hear Nickelback come on, we're probably there. Yeah. So that's, kind of our thing now. that's the bat signal for you guys. It's Nickelback. Yeah. yeah. Robert Pattinson comes in, beats everybody yeah. up. Oh my god. <laughs> dramatic turn. And it's yeah. look at this photograph and it's all in sequence. It's all very dramatic. Look at this photograph. It's like he, he hears photograph and he's just up. instantly like, give me the nearest criminal. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry to bring it back to that, but like they've been using Nirvana songs like covers and they're like slowed down and they have like orchestration behind it. This has been oh, like man. a dramatic thing. They did it at the beginning of Black Widow too. And I'm like, what if they this. did like that dramatic feeling 
to photograph by Nickelback. <laughs> and it's just like, look at this photograph. And then it's like a quick cut of like him like punching It's actually <laughs> him having a flashback to his dead parents. It's like, oh, look at this photograph. <laughs> oh, no. oh, God. Oh, makes me laugh. Then he hits it. Where is she? Yeah. <laughs> Where is she? Rachel. Oh, Rachel. Oh, like, I think that we need to make like a trailer we could do it for your band we could make a trailer yeah. where it's like boy band this album release show and it's like look at this photograph and it's like quick cuts and like action and like mystery and then like october 8th the first oh. show back <laughs> this is our tiktok coming out party there we go like, this is you know the that's, essential that's how you the become the tiktok band now yeah you know honestly that's a way to make it so when i'm Maybe that's what we need to do. We've <laughs> talked about it. Dude, this is insane. This is I don't have Bunny, Bunny Hills at the Skewers yeah. like a black triple yeah. diamond. Hey club, we just dropped our first episode of our new YouTube series, Spicy Takes, featuring our friend Bo Looters of Harm's Way. We're excited to say that for this series, Chicago-based Soothsayer Hot Sauce is our sponsor. In this episode, we feature their bourbon habanero brews, not beaten hot sauce. Scoop this sauce before it sells out on their site, SoothsayerHotsauce.com, and pick up some other ones too to get fully lost in the sauce. Our next guests will include friends like Rematch, OK Cool, Action Adventure, and more to be announced. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube too, at YouTube.com slash Emo Social Club. Thanks again to our friends at Soothsayer Hot Sauce. Also circling back to your features, because um, I'm really interested in this as like okay. uh, a thing in rock, which I feel like it hasn't really been a thing in, in rock music until I guess more recently, with the exception of Fallout Boy, who does it as like their Fuel by Ramen extended universe. They have all yeah. of their like Fuel by Ramen and Decadence artists in their songs too. But um, in rock music, it hasn't really been a thing, but people get really stoked now when there are features on a record. Um, I just saw like, I think yesterday, Little Nas X announced his track listing and it's got like Miley Cyrus, Elton John, yeah. uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. And it's like all these artists are on there and people are like, holy shit, the Miley Cyrus feature. And it's like, there was a time when this is like, like in, in rock and in emo and pop punk, this didn't matter. Like nobody right. wanted features. Nobody had them. They say, oh, you don't need that person on there or whatever. But I think it's like kind of shifting now. Like, how do you guys yeah. feel about that? Um, I'll come at first, Jamie. I mean, I I love it. I think if I see a record that comes out as like a fan, um, and I see you know four or five features on it, I'm like, wow, these are these songs are going to be really different and have a really different touch to them. And that I don't know that excites me because I'm into you know we've had the genre blending question and what, how we feel about that, and I'm into that, and I personally like that experience. And so for us, I. I feel like, you know, at, at one point we were state champs fans at Warped Tour, right? Like, mm -hmm. and now we had the chance to work with Derek and, and you know, work with Michaela and different things. So for us to have the chance to work with them and actually like sit down and say, okay, this part should be like this and wordsmith a song and, and work in that way is, is a really cool experience. So that's part of it. And then I, I think to just offer fans something unique and new um that can you know potentially surprise people and then also bring in more fans is, is a big thing yeah and i feel like it like keeps it fresh also and 
fresh and it surprises fans. And I feel like it was like almost a voodoo for some reason at some yeah. point with rock where it was like, don't do this. But then if I look at like some of the other music I listened to, like a, I was really big into Quinn 92 and they've got their own little circle of artists they all play with and they all feature on each other and like tour together. Yeah. A, yeah. A third of the songs have a feature and they're all, it keeps it fresh and interesting. So I'm like, it's, it's cool that it's becoming, I guess, more accepted. And then also not even like the feature, but like the co-writes and like just mm-hmm. getting in a room with other people. I feel like that also had a voodoo in the rock world. And now it's mm-hmm. more accepted. Like this, one of the songs that we is going to be on this new uh, EP we've got, we Wilson, our singer, and Derek sat down on the back porch and just wrote a song. And like, mm-hmm. you can just feel it. That's different than what you would do when it's just us three writing or the group of us, the five of us writing. So like for me, it's like you just want to get something good out, something new, something fresh, and getting a different creative perspective in there. I feel like helps with that. So yeah. I mean, you look at someone like Jack Antonoff and he's everywhere, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Truly. Yeah. behind the scenes and then, you know, Bon Iver with T-Swift and like mm-hmm. it's, it's really a lot yeah. going on. And I think it brings new fans into different circles, which is cool. It's been like a was... nice touch to it, too, because, I mean, going back to like what Brian said earlier, it's like, you know, people it was frowned upon for so long, but it just makes it yeah. no longer stale really mm-hmm. overall and i mean i know there's still some people who are out there who say oh i don't like these features like why are these you know you know rappers mm-hmm. on like pop punk or emo tracks and there's still mm-hmm. always going to be people who are like that but then they love lincoln park um yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> a very Absolutely fair point true. yes and i i think it's just even better to keep having it like i know if i see like a new album come out and if i don't see a lot of collaborations nowadays I'm like, did we stay the same? Like, is there yeah. nothing new you guys are putting out or looking forward to? So I think that's mm-hmm. also really great to just be more innovative and engaged in that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pushed us to, to as musicians and writers outside of the our box a little bit. You know, I, I think we're constantly pushing ourselves to do that anyway. Um but like Justin said, when you get somebody else in the room and you're actually going through the process of writing, it's like you have to think differently because you're not familiar with this person. You know, we've been banned for quite a while and we've been friends for a long time. So we all kind of have our, our way that we relate and talk to each other. But then somebody else gets in there and you're like, oh, so should I not say I don't like that lyric or, you know, like <laughs> yeah. what? Sure do I not like that chord, but I'm scared to tell you, like, are we challenging each other? How's that work out? I, I think that's good. You know, I feel like that's the fun of songwriting too. Yeah. And like you said, I think not to get too off on a tangent, but it took us a while to figure out how to like a big part of it is just talking to each other about that, you know, <laughs> how to communicate like, like, yeah. by this point. We're, we'll just be like, yeah, we can do better. Like let's, and just being constructive about it. Like, mm-hmm. If you don't like something like, oh, maybe we try this instead or come with an idea or just to think about, I feel like COVID's, the whole quarantine thing is, I don't know if it's considered old news, but like when it first started, right, we like were having to figure out new ways to write and like Limitless, which was our single, two singles, three singles ago, Mm -hmm. we wrote that one all over Zoom. So it's like, we're getting creative and having to 
find different ways to write those songs and be concise over Zoom and have one person <laughs> work on the computer and the rest of us just add an input as it goes, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, that whole part's fun for me. Whenever somebody's putting a band together, they really need to think about like, like having somebody who can do the organization and the communication <laughs> and the talking and like, it's almost like having group therapy on your first band meeting. <laughs> like yeah. we all need to sit together and like talk. It's like, well, I didn't like the chord, you know. I, just to, I, don't know. I don't like the chord. Like, well, he told me all my chords suck. I'm just like, yeah. it's like that is one of the toughest things is putting yep. five people, four people, however many people in a room together, and just like, hey, let's let's have creative ideas that we love that we are then going to be precious about and have everybody else say they hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough yeah and I, I think we went through periods like we've, we've never really gotten incredibly mad at each other we've never had that like deep deep blow up but we've had times where we're like dang dude like you didn't say that the right way or you didn't communicate <laughs> yeah. that the right way but and you have to learn like you have to be able to say i like justin said yeah i'm I don't like that. Here's why. And here's what I think we should maybe try. And like, sometimes we come back to that idea and we're like, you know what? That was good. <laughs> Great job, man. And so it's a, yeah. Interpersonal communication. There's a reason it's like a college course and a communication <laughs> is a major and yeah. you know, people teach it professionally for businesses so that workplaces can function. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> I feel like we all learned and also like what lanes we're in aside from just songwriting of just like functioning a, a functioning band of like yeah we have our lanes of like who deals with shows who deals with like just scheduling planning or like if we need to get on a pack podcast bring riley along or like <laughs> so like we all have our like lanes which i think we've developed over time too where at first we were just kind of like all right let's try to do this maybe a little more chaotically but yeah <laughs> at this point we kind of have like our structure figured out as a whole band also yeah so i hope that my band doesn't listen to this episode but i'm gonna call them out right now because i <laughs> may no. have to go there later tonight i don't know i'm trying to get out of it i'm also going to text them and say hey i'm trying to get out of this like do i have to come <laughs> um the 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 fact that like everybody has an opinion I think and like everybody does it like that chaotic way and everybody's like lane is everyone else's lane too like mm -hmm. it's a five lane highway and everyone's driving in the same lane for some reason oh, yeah. it's like yeah you, you just you can't like you got to have people doing different tasks and not everything needs everybody's opinion and you kind of just have to let things ride and you know I, I think like it, it with collaborations and with working with other people it's like well, we've figured out how the five of us work together. Now we're letting in the sixth person to create something with us. Now there's seven people. Now there's eight people. It's like, how are we supposed to to work together with additional people that we don't know? And it becomes like a skill in of itself of just like organizing and giving like less of yourself into it and saying like, you know what? I need to take this idea and I need to run with it and I need to work together with them to make something. And I think that's like, that's what's going to make a band last. That's what's mm -hmm. going to make everybody happy in it. Whenever I see somebody like, hey, I left this band, I'm like, yeah, the, his ideas weren't being <laughs> taken. <laughs> That's I didn't like true. that guy. I mean, picture this. So we used to get together, everybody in a room, and some bands do this well, I think. 
Um, a lot's changed, but we used to get together. We'd all plug in our instruments and we'd be like, all right, guys, let's write a song. <laughs> and then Justin would play. And then I would play something different. And then Eric would try to keep up a beat to what Justin was playing. Oh but God. I'm playing something different. And then Wilson's like, all right, maybe I'll try and write a lyric. And then we stop and we try and do this part again. And everybody's Ryan's trying to figure out the bass chords. I'm trying to figure out the lead part to play or Justin's trying to figure out. And we tried that for years and it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, much we, slower too. <laughs> life, life lessons in communication. <laughs> I also yeah. have been watching, um, my buddy has been, uh, Twitch streaming, writing songs for his band. And he's like, uh, not the main songwriter. He's just okay. like one of the guitarists, but he's like, I'm not the main songwriter, but I got some ideas and I just want to put them into Ableton and see what I get. I'm like, God damn, if I had a band that just like, everybody was like hey here's my idea i fully fleshed out a song let's make it happen from this like instead of just being like i have like a framework of an idea and i love it yeah. and you have to also love it it's like no you could just like create <laughs> the whole thing you have you have a laptop the, and the you tools. have time and a dream <laughs> like you just just make it it's like a whole different yeah. experience than like just showing up and like creating that chaos and mm -hmm. maybe it's it's different work styles too i cannot work with just like a bunch of sounds happening like a guitar center and hoping for the best yeah <laughs> like guitar center yeah oh some guy shredding in the corner and you're like dude turn off time. the boss yeah he's like i, I have to show you i can do acdc covers guys come on you know how cool i'm I like am. how the guys can the, the rest drums. of you how can the rest of you zone out while playing your own instrument and not hear everyone else's instrument also playing something completely different. Cause I'm yeah. standing here hearing this complete mess happening. And then I just say into the microphone, wow, I love guitar center or this Sam Anderson <laughs> blows or something like that. And I'm like, dude, yeah. guys, just stop. <laughs> this is so annoying. I love that. And we figured, we figured out our style too. That I think that really helped. And we did this during cherry Wilson set up a studio in his basement. Now he's in a different house. It's, in his upper level but we just figured out that we have to sit down in that studio start with a rhythm structure work a vocal part work out a chorus and then build from there and then we just go part by part and we record the rhythm we maybe record the vocal we record the the e bass to it and the e drums wilson is an expert now on the keyboard of typing out drum parts i mean Very it's nice. the most insane thing you've ever seen He's smashing <laughs> keys and hitting a snare roll like, oh my god <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That's pretty sick. Uh, but so we, that's how we build our songs now, pretty much all the time. It starts with a voice memo and a rhythm part. And, and, and we go from there because we used to like, oh, we got to have this, all this instrumental done. And that just didn't, it didn't really work for us after a while. And so, yeah, I think finding your process too is the biggest thing that's going to work for everybody. And then we take those demos and I just beat them into the ground. Like, <laughs> honestly, if I look, I think I looked at this the other day in my Apple Music, oh, like the no. top, if I looked at the top 50, they're probably just our demos. Wow. <laughs> top 50 plays. JB is known as notorious. the music repeater, the notorious oh. five song rotation. Like he wow. will take five songs that he loves for like a month and just beat the piss out of that <laughs> like i have this memory bank that i listen to them enough i just absorb everything about the song and then i can bring it to the table you know That's the way I've but then the funny thing is if this is like 
a song he's listened to as a fan, you you'll hear that song for a month and then you won't hear it again for a year. <laughs> it's just gone because he's listened to it a hundred thousand yeah. times. Very fair. What are there true. are there five songs that are not yours that are on your rotation right now? Ooh, and is it nickel and is it any nickelback? How many nickelback songs? Nickelback. I will say I never listened to nickelback in my free time. It's only when I'm with all of them. Liar. Um, <laughs> liar. He put Spotify private on. He said, Shh, Nickelback, yeah. it's okay. It's just between us. So, You're not sure. Alexa, stream. <laughs> I can't do it. Well, this stream is- Nickelback. <laughs> so I would say, if I look at my music right now, Day <laughs> Champs just sound. I've listened to that one. I don't oh, even know yeah. how many times. Mm-hmm. The new Turnstile album, I've listened to that not as much, but pretty repetitively. Um, some of the new Angels and Airwaves stuff, mm-hmm. and and Black Dress. Honestly, I can listen to my our own music and it doesn't bother me. <laughs> like I listen to, I've heard that way too many times, but I still. <laughs> that's why, like, I know I'm doing the right thing if I I'm like I like our music that I will listen to it. I know some people can't do that, but it's true. I don't know. It's true. So that's probably yeah, but I can like state champs right now, uh just sound I will listen to that one song like on a three minute drive, just the one song. <laughs> but you know. Yeah, it's it happens. It blows my mind. But I respect it. I respect the commitment <laughs> and the drive. Yeah. <laughs> Now, oh, when man. you say say champs next, are you gonna say please don't play this song? I swear to God, I will leave because I did I did that at <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two's Metro show here in Chicago, and uh-huh. I said I swear to God, if you play Bored to Death, I'm leaving. <laughs> they play it. They, absolutely, they played it because yeah. it was right after okay. California came out. I was like, I hate this so much. <laughs> did Did you leave? Back no, I, break, I, like... I I like stood in the back of the pit because my friend was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be in this pit anymore. And I'm like, I don't want to be in this pit during <laughs> Bored to Death either. And she said, no, in general, I do not want to be. I'm like, oh, well, I'll see you later then. <laughs> so so I have a question for y'all. Will, yeah. you know, and obviously Mark's going through a ton, but will Tom play with Blink again or record with Blink again in any way, shape, or form? What do you, what do you think? Mm, this I has feel, been the question. I feel like... It would be, but I think it would just be because everything's going on with Hoppus at this point. Mm-hmm. It would be kind of like a friendly energy, mm-hmm. like, oh, let's just get the band back together because like you're going through like a rough spot. Yeah. I think it would be something like that. I think it would be maybe like a small tour or like a couple dates where it's like OG Blink One Eighty Two and that's it. And they probably want to do it again. OG reunion run kind yeah. of thing. I could see that. I. I think we know that Matt Skiba is not doing much with them anymore. Alkaline yeah. Trio is working on a new record, so that's good and fine by me. I love Alkaline <laughs> Trio, so props. Okay. Uh, but then I don't know. I, I think I agree with Lizzie where it's like I don't think they do it permanently. And I'm yeah. starting to get to a place where I think that like Tom would want to do it, but now maybe Travis is like, dude, I'm real oh. busy. Yeah. So it like, yeah. changes from like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting – I think just keeping optimism about me, I'm expecting Mark to make a full recovery and be mm-hmm. good to go for another, you know, few years of making fine Blink-182 records. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I think if Tom comes back and, and uh, Justin, I agree with you, like the new Angel and Airwaves stuff is like really good. And I've never liked Angel and Airwaves, but I love this new stuff. 
I think if it, if it brought in a little bit of that and Tom's writing and, and that, I think it could be really fun and really cool. So it could be worth it. Like Tom could be really down to do it and it could be yeah. a lot of fun. And then Travis, the guy who sat in the back forever, is like too cool now. Yeah. Yeah. Has has all the friends. Yeah. Like Kardashian says, I can't make it, guys. Oh god. Yeah, that's all over all over Insta. And yeah, I mean the classic boat picture where they're making out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like back in the day when it was the Madden brothers dating like Paris Hilton Nicole and Nicole Ritchie, Ritchie and, mm-hmm. and all of them. And it's like it's it's this you know, pop punk guy, this emo guy who like gets the the popular girl, the hot girl on on whatever the channel was at MTV or whatever that they e were news. on mostly. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. E. It's like all of this, like you know, these weird rocker dudes like getting the hot chick, and it's like, well, that stopped happening for a long time, and now it's like, wait a minute, it's, it's back. Just the same people there just it happening is. again. It's back. Yeah. I, I saw this TikTok and I sent it to Brian, and it was pretty much just guy he's like a, a little bit bigger on tiktok but he's like an alternative dude and he's like yeah of course i want to date the popular blonde girl who never liked me in high school do you think i would really want to date somebody who's like me and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> and then like i sent him to brian he was like yeah that's wow. accurate and i was like what <laughs> i'm like what's it's, going it's on exactly here exactly <laughs> my experience so like i'm literally right. just dating a blonde girl after having dated an alternative girl who i'm like wow this sucks this is not fun this is this terrible is just, it's a lot of bullshit took inspiration to this from episode, the madden brothers yeah <laughs> yeah oh, man. i mean the madden brothers are i mean i think one of them's still married to her right i don't know which madden and i don't um, know one of them is married to nicole ritchie the other one's married to cameron diaz and they are both still that's together. right that's wow. right wow. like it's my celebrity update yeah celebrity update guys right now guys it's the best Charlotte it can be, guys. <laughs> I stand by my joke. Hey, listener, guess what? We got merch in our store, emosocialclub.com slash merch. You can check it out now. We got some tank tops for the summer. Uh, we got a new new metal logo, a new new metal logo, go, go, go. And it's, uh, it's kind of a 90s new metal vibe. That also comes in a tank top. And we got a tank top that says, sun's out, stay inside. Which, you know, you're emo. You don't go out in the sun. It's bright and it's hot. Emosocialclub.com slash store. Check them out. Get them. All purchases go to help us just make more merch. Get more cool stuff. You're helping us out. We're helping you out. Going off your sleeves. Going off your arms if you don't want sleeves. Check it out. Emosocialclub.com slash store. We also kind of heard and seen that you guys are kind of in it for like the fans and like a lot of the experiences, which is great. And you've kind of been able to connect more with your fan base. And I feel like some other bands have been able to do for whatever the reason. And what kind of like made you want to kind of do these types of like nicer gestures? Yeah, um, I guess I, I feel like I will always remember the time when we uploaded a song to Spotify and it was under a thousand plays, right? Like, yeah. and so if I think on on the other side of the fence, and like I'm still a fan of so many bands, if if I can connect to an artist that I care about personally, and in a way where like we pass out the donuts from stage, we handwrite cards and we mail them, like you know things like that, like holy, 
holy shit, Tom DeLonge sent me a handwritten card. He drew a picture. It's a stick <laughs> figure. I don't care. He drew me a picture. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, we're obviously not at that level at all. And, you know, if we ever get to that place and, wow, blessings to whoever, you know, bestowed <laughs> that on us. Um, but if it makes somebody, you know, feel good and, like, feel like they're welcome at a show and, and feel connected to the music and to us as, as a group of just normal dudes, then... Um, I feel like we're doing the right thing. I don't know, JB, anything else to add? I think you encapsulated it very well. But, I mean... Well, thank you. Yeah, it's all about playing <laughs> early, I guess, you know? So I, I don't think I can say it better. Yeah, I I guess I... Like, we had one of our fans drive all the way from Canada to show in Bay City, Michigan, and, like, bring us these Canadian snacks. And, like, we've had fans who met us outside of Lansing for the first time we met them and brought us a gift. And I'm like, I just think about if they're willing to do that for us, we should be willing to do things for them that feel special and feel unique. And, you know, like it's a, it's a two way street. And so I feel put off by bands who don't have that (laughs) attitude in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously it's a lot harder when you're at a a larger scale to meet people in certain ways and connect. But I I feel like you should always be trying, Mm -hmm. you know, as best as you can. It's like a good back vibe when, check for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> back when I was starting, like, I, I interned in, like, music uh, production, music, like, uh, uh, make your band famous, that kind of shit. Like, mm-hmm. how to be in a band and how to, like, market it and how to do all that stuff. Oh, that's cool. And they talk about that, like, it's it's a triangle. I'm not going to say, I almost said pyramid. I'm like, being in a band is a pyramid scheme. Well, uh, <laughs> well, a little I mean, bit. well listen, little bit. Victory Records... <laughs> Yeah, pyramid scheme. <laughs> if you tell one fan about it and they tell two fans about it, uh, we'll and sell you all sell the a toothpaste that makes your teeth really white with your yeah. band's name on it, <laughs> and it's healthy for you. It detoxes you too somehow. You don't swallow yeah, it, but yeah. it detoxes you. You can also put it in your bubble tea. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Oh, I'm sorry. Merch. It's not, um. <laughs> So it's like a triangle where like, you know, at the top of the, of the triangle, we'll sing pyramid at the top of the triangle, you have like a small group of friends or, or fans and a small group of people that support you the most that will like spend a lot of money on you. They will buy your collector's editions. They'll buy merch. Mm-hmm. They'll sign up for a Patreon. They'll do all that stuff. And as you go down, it just like gets like the less money they'd spend, but there's more people in it. So at the bottom yeah. is like all the people who are like, they might listen to a song, they might stream it, they like you, but they're not like, you know, gonna necessarily come to a show. Maybe they come to a show, but they're not gonna buy a t-shirt. Maybe they mm-hmm. buy a t-shirt, but they don't ever come back to another show, those kinds of things. And it's like, I think a lot of bands now don't really think in that way. They're just like, I wanna cultivate that top of the triangle and only work in that. Yeah. Like, I'm not necessarily concerned about being a national touring band or going everywhere. like being on i i mean mtv the radio all these yeah. things have like fallen away right so it's yeah. like their their only concern is am i happy doing this and are we seeing people that like enjoy us and we are sharing in that experience with them and i think that's just so much better <laughs> like than worried about all the other shit yeah yeah it it's hard to to worry about all the other stuff i mean because mm-hmm. there there's a part of us that is really trying to to make this a full-time career and we want to tour and we want to grow the band to a really you know big level 
Um, but then there's the just like we're chill friends and we're hanging out at a show group of guys who we just want to be your friends, like pass out donuts. And when you're in the front row, we might introduce ourselves to you. You know what I mean? Like, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I did that one time in a show and p- the people were like, what? I've never had a band member like fist bump me or shake my hand and be like, hey, my, name, <laughs> my name's so-and-so. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you're standing right next to me. There's like odds are I might sweat on you. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we need we're to explain, We have to explain <laughs> exchange of pleasantries. Like, come on, we can't make it weird. At least, like at least know my name and my favorite color. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, would you, you know, let me tell you about who had Shaka, bro. Exactly. I mean, and then Matthew McConaughey walks up because he's feeling the vibes. And he's like, all right. He's actually yeah. the secret um, Travis Barker of the actor world. He's getting into pop punk now, actually. So he'll just be there. He'll just yeah. show up. <laughs> this this is the announcement. Matthew McConaughey has joined last night. Save my life. <laughs> As an ancillary pianist, guitarist, and stand backstage-ist. There we go. And the celebrator oh, of the music. Man. Yeah, he, he just hangs, man. <laughs> he just hangs. hangs and looks cool. He hang, yeah. he adds depth to the background. You said, "Oh no, I forgot my my flag backdrop." No worrying, Matthew McConaughey's there to fix it for you. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like sound check is happening, or you know, we're about to go out. You know, say we've grown and we're at we're at a great. Last night, say my life has peaked. We're playing the Fillmore in Detroit, and you know. We're about to go on. Matthew McConaughey walks out. He checks the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, all right. All right, all right. All right, this one's good. Come on, boys. (laughs) Centerfield is playing by John Fogarty. Oh, man. (laughs) Boobie, coach. Let's go. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's the dream right there. I was about to say, is that dream blunt rotation energy? Yeah, I, yes, and and I will worry about all that other shit you mentioned at the bottom of the triangle or the pyramid. Yeah, just to achieve that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> JB, would you say the same? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> up with you right now. Not. I'm thirsty, Thursday. I don't even have a drink in my. You head. guys are about to go back to your band and be like, "Yo, um, it's got a little wild here. We all, we all good. We all on the same good. page." Yeah. Had a great time. <laughs> I uh thinking about the audience, like mm-hmm. that connection, especially like let's say you're at a show and and you know you were you were saying about state champs, you were seeing them at Warp Tour, and you're like, man, like I just I idolize is the word I'm going to use, whether or not this is true or not. But you're like looking at them, and you're like, I want that, I want to be that. And if you have the chance to meet people, you you go for it. And sometimes you're at shows, and you're like seeing a band, and you're like wow, that band's like really good and I've never heard them before, but I enjoy it. This is, this is new, uh, to me, but I love it. It's like, what is it that connects you to the band in that way? Because I'm like, I want to say hi to people. I want to like tell the band like, Hey, I really liked it. Like I'll buy a shirt. I'll support them. But I don't really know like what gets you from seeing a band, enjoying that band to being like, I need to have an emotional, personal connection with the members of that band. And then you're like solid forever. It's like, what gets you from like that, from like just a fan in the crowd to like, that's my best friend. (laughs) JB. I was going to say, that's a good question. I feel like, 
don't know. I feel like it's the tri- if we go off the triangle thing, it has to be the ultimate level of like music connection, or like it's it's like the full package. It's like the music's good, like the vibe they're giving out, like on socials or like their merch, like just their message. Like it has to be that f- perfect melting pot where all that stuff is working at the same time, and then you're like, wow, they seem to like match with what I'm trying to do. I feel like that's what it takes. I don't know. Yeah. I've uh, so I've seen a couple bands where I've kind of felt that uh, I remember I think it was at like a Matt Carney show and Judah and the Lion was opening I think that was the show they they opened or they were on the tour the bill and I hadn't heard of them before um and just like the energy and the different style of music that catches you off guard I think sometimes that can do it you know what I mean if you see something you're like I haven't I haven't heard this before and I'm I'm really liking this. Um, that can get me, but it it does come back a lot to a. It has to sound good, right? And in, at a lot of concerts you're at, the odds are good that it's gonna <laughs> sound at least decent, <laughs> right, and pretty good. Sure. Um, but if they're, yeah, if they're giving off an energy of like we're too good to be here or anything like that in that realm, then I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna be out, you know, even if the music's yeah. really great. But if it's if they're funny, if they're relatable, and if they're sending a message of like, you feel like you're, you're from the from the crowd, you're part of what's going on on stage too, then that hooks me in. So uh, yeah, I agree with Justin. So it's kind of a melting pot, but sometimes yeah. it, it takes one like well timed perfect joke, or break <laughs> in the set where you do something cool, um, and you bring a fan up in a unique way, or that can that can hook you in. So sometimes it's the little things for people. I will say too, like an, another instance is when you go to see maybe the headliner and you're there for all the openers and maybe like it's the second band that plays you hadn't heard of them, but they come on and you're like, holy smokes, this is like super good. And I didn't even come to see this. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're the ones grinding to really even be out there with the smaller fan base. Most people aren't even there to see them. If it's like one of those, I feel like I'll put extra effort in to be like, all right, like got to go give these guys props because you know they're the ones grinding. They're not taking home as much at the end of the night, all that kind of stuff too. So I feel like that's another instance that might spark me to be like, oh, dang, I was not planning to see this tonight, but hats off to you guys for being here, you know. Show out for your openers. Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, there's been a few lineups recently where I'm like, I really don't care for this headliner. I literally just want to see the opener bands and then dip. And let's go. And I'm like, <laughs> did I? I really became that person overnight. <laughs> uh, but I did. Yeah. I did want to ask because I know I've seen a lot of um, spicy takes about what people should say to bands, and the big joke is always like, oh. You know, you always say, oh, nice set, dude. And you don't really mean it. Or you like you didn't see it fully and you, you are half paying attention. What is the correct way uh, to non awkwardly talk with a band for anybody Ooh. who's like, I don't want to be generic. I want to be genuine, but I don't want to be weird or uncomfy coming towards mm-hmm. somebody. I have a response, but I want to hear Justin's. <laughs> <laughs> I got the last one. Right? This all right. Here. All right. So I prefer that you just walk up to me and say that. Actually, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I my personality might 
be unique enough to where that no one else will agree with me on this. I want bring me the weird stuff. Like mm-hmm. come up and say like yo. Then whatever strange thing that you can think of, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, we you can tell when a nice set dude is not genuine, right? Like <laughs> we we've all said those and we've mm-hmm. all heard those. Um, so. I don't know. I, I think it's an introduction to a conversation, but I, I love to hear like honest feedback or like if you really like something in one song um, or you liked something that we did or you thought it was funny or unique or you thought I was making weird faces, like tell me that, you know, because <laughs> I appreciate those conversations. So give me the slightly uncomfortable stuff and I, I promise I'll handle it well. Yeah, like kind of what you said too, right? Like, I mean, just being natural and like hearing specific things about a set or a specific song i think that's the one too for me because i think we all have our own favorite songs yeah and some of us may rank other songs like uh like i don't care about that one as much but when someone comes up and like talks about those ones you're like oh hell yeah like people can relate to us in different ways than maybe like what i'm expecting so i think that's the biggest thing when people come with like specific this song or this part or yeah those specific things they're into do you ever want less than a five-star review oh my god or two fire (laughs) or two fire emojis Ooh, like Um, somebody goes yeah that was about three and a half like how would you feel (laughs) i would ask them why Mm. (laughs) (laughs) so i will take your three and a half stars but i'm i'm gonna ask you why it's three and a half and if you're like no i don't know then don't tell me you know? <laughs> like you, a Google review. You can't just like leave it three and a half and not say anything. No, tell yeah. me why that company sucks. Cause I might not go, you know, I don't know. Only yeah, your story, I, your experience. I, constructive criticism is good for everybody. Yes. And I feel like if we're playing a three and a half show, we would know it too. Like yeah, if something it. went wrong, we would yeah, agree. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because oftentimes we play like maybe a four and we're like, damn, that was a two and a half, man. Mm. Like, you know, or then like we've, we've had a show before where we've said like, wow, we felt like we sucked. And people are like, man, that was great, guys. And you're like, thank you. <laughs> sure. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we felt good, you know. <laughs> yeah. you, tend cool. to, you tend to find that the audience is on your team. And yeah. even if they don't know who you are, they still want you to succeed and i think Mm -hmm. that that's like it's just a good thing about the audience and for your band to remember like everybody who's on stage doing and and really in any position like uh lizzie being a teacher is like if you're talking to your class and they're like giving you like like they want you to succeed they want to give you whatever you need to win but it's like you know sometimes the monitor goes out and you can't hear anything sometimes you fuck up a drum beat and it's like it's okay yeah like audience is like hey do what you got to do man and then you just get right back into it yeah yeah i and i you're right like who shows up to a show and it's like man i really want to watch this first band just blow it you know like <laughs> unless or, they're like your enemies band. and they're like i have to see yeah. them. and it's like and it, what you paid money to them i was gonna say yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you're here in spite you know of us thank you for for, for paying for that ticket yeah. and, and for paying a couple bones to the bar because if you're here in spite you can't handle this show without having a couple drinks most likely yeah right like <laughs> so uh 
Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. I don't think anybody's malicious anymore in the same way. I remember like the there was like a blog post or something from Keith Buckley of Every Time I Die when he was watching, and he never named the band, but he's like, I was watching a band at Warp Tour. This is like oh nine. 2010 mm-hmm. like long time back but it, it was very clearly broken side and he's <laughs> like why are is anybody into this why is anybody enjoying this like this is so stupid and then he's like wait i'm right here and now people are associating that i like it because i'm standing <laughs> yeah. here you're, you're observing yeah. this and being like what is going on i'm intrigued because i can't leave but i also dislike it but i have to know yeah. what's going on yeah but and now if they're taking like, the time to write about it. Yeah. yeah. Now but if I they're like, like, hey, Broken Side's playing, you'd be like, I'm getting a ticket. I'm going. <laughs> I got to see for myself. I got to right? know. Yeah. Sure we could go down a rabbit hole with that one too, with like the new age pop punk versus like the old school pop punk right now, mm-hmm. where like there's all these old like interviews, people pulling up about like new school guys talking crap about Warped Tour bands and then mm-hmm. Warped Tour bands talking crap like, I feel like that's the new thing right now that's going to be interesting to watch once shows really start picking up, but we'll yeah. see what happens. I think it's just like a lot of kids who are like romanticizing like that 2000s era because they were children or not born yet. And they're like, oh, <laughs> I pulled up this old interview with this band. Like, can you believe? I'm like, yes, we were there. We were there for the spice. We know it's yeah. fine. It's, it's done with probably at this point. I would hope it's been over a decade. Uh, for most yeah. of those bands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will yeah, say that like going down those rabbit holes on YouTube with some of these new bands and I think there was one on Model Clues I watched. I think it was a TikTok kid and the whole vocal track was just in the song and like he shouted a couple things. It was like it was like a rap watch it was like a rap performance kind of where like mm-hmm. it was just like Yeah, this is gonna be interesting seeing like who can really perform these songs now and who's just in the studio doing it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Very different world of like a live performance versus just the production end, but yeah. Uh, yeah. also a different world of talking shit. Cause you have a much better chance of just being talked shit about online and they're not buy- buying the tickets to your show. So all the people who weren't talking shit are at your show. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. I mean, the internet has just, especially, recently opened up it <laughs> you know yeah it's wild and it, to imagine being a band like we're like all right we got the run of our cds going into hot topic and target and this is just it's a whole world away now and everything has changed and <laughs> i don't know it's just it's interesting to think about mm-hmm. it's like we're just trying to bring back the, the broken side vinyl which exists i don't know who made <laughs> it, it it exists I don't know. I don't know Broken why, but it does. <laughs> Broken said, "JB made it." Wow, he, he's gonna own up to it right he's now. He's a this secret is, Broken Side stan. Insane. Uh, never. Fate, fate comes in circles, and JB has ended up here as we talk about Broken Side, who I forgot about. I can't say I dabbled Welcome in back. that one. That one's I yeah. never, dab, never dabbled in that. Same. But. Yeah. <laughs> making uh making beats on GarageBand on your MacBook from 2009 really sounds better when you press it to wax. Like the analog sort of sound <laughs> to it really brings out how uh, <laughs> fake the drums sound. Well, I don't I don't know if you knew this, but um, you know we talk about Seth Henderson. We 
we actually just go there to talk. Um, Black Dress was completely recorded on on GarageBand, so I believe. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, it's not that bad, but yeah. it like. I mean, I think a lot of people are now working in like Ableton and other professional things just because they yeah. started on GarageBand and it's like, look, it gets you where you need to go and then you grow and you like love it yeah. and you, you want to do more of it. So hundred percent is how musicians start now. Mm -hmm. So unless you guys have anything else you wanted to add in that maybe you want to talk about that we didn't bring up or any other spicy mm -hmm. hot takes. <laughs> Ooh. Um, let me think on this for a second. JB, you got a hot take yeah. or a, uh, a point not feelings. brought up? <laughs> Hurt someone's feelings. Hurt yeah. someone's feelings right now. Mm. I, think, um, I just opened our Instagram. I think we show. We covered the yeah. album. We got it. Yeah, I think... I don't have any hot takes either. So. <laughs> we're, we're excited about part one, The Color Infinite, part one. Um, so that obviously speaks to something else down the road, right? Yeah. Um, so to be releasing music again, to be playing a show again, they find us online on uh, Instagram, Twitter, a little bit of Facebook. We have some TikTok stuff going on. We promise that we'll, uh, we'll work harder on making cooler <laughs> TikTok stuff, but I think Wilson has done some awesome stuff right now, but we, we speaking of cooler things, I'm thinking of like Batman production yeah. we talked about in the beginning. Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, full feature we'll films there. on our TikTok. We'll get there. I'm holding um, you to it. Yeah. You got to do it now. Honestly, I have a, I have a whole script for cookie monster in my head, cookie monster horror film. So oh if I make my this God. happen, you, you will be one of the first ones to see you'll have to so. uh immediately tag us in it in the comments be like it Please. happened that's it honestly <laughs> finally the film we've all been waiting for uh, we thought marvel well, was this... good mm -mm, ain't got nothing <laughs> cookie monster <laughs> but no follow along with us we have a lot of fun on social i think um and then if we have the chance to meet you in person at a show, we promise some free pastries and a good time and ask us all the weird questions after our set. <laughs> High fives if you get to the front row. 100%. What are the pastries you're uh, bringing back at your first show? Yeah. We we have a long-standing personal relationship with talking about Pop-Tarts. Okay. Um, but at our last show at the Pike Room, we handed out uh, an assortment of donuts. Now, to be COVID safe, we will be switching up our options that are available at a Last Night Save My Life show um, to prepackaged single, single item pastries. So, to be to, to uh, excuse me, to be determined, um, you have to show up to find out. That's it. Yeah. Pastry surprise. The package. The, pastry surprise. Surprise. the last night saved my life. Pastry. Oh surprise. my god. <laughs> <laughs> As, it's, it's something you can actually pin on it's your order, uh, your merch order to pick up on site. You're like, okay, guys, make yeah. sure you you add it as a freebie. <laughs> Venues would hate us. Oh my god, there would be like crumbs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's a a comedian who, whenever he does like the, his podcast everywhere, he throws donuts if somebody brings them, and he like throws them, and he's like. Well, this isn't fun for anyone listening to the podcast, and the venue hates me. I should stop <laughs> doing this. So I might need to cut it out. But I yeah, it. This is fun for no part of this, except for the audience who is trying to catch donuts as I throw them at them. Yeah. Um, well, uh, guys, this is 
a lot of fun i love that we got to tangents and all these ideas so we're holding you to all your tiktok yes. stuff uh the song is called black dress go stream it go listen to it a million times right up in the background every in- yeah if you tell two friends and they listen to it <laughs> and then they tell two friends like we can really get this to a million streams before the album comes out it's actually the new emo ml it's a new emo pop punk mlm yes. actually yes let's go yeah Yes, as soon as you uh, get five friends to listen to it, you receive a sash that denotes that you are a five friend. Anyway, it's a uh, it's it's goth boy, uh, goth girl, um, girl boss energy. Mm. So, guys, if yes. you need to yes. achieve it, yes. come on, come on. Yeah, come 100%. on. Do you want to make it in this? Anyway, uh, <laughs> the album "The Color Infinite" comes out on October first, and the album release show is on October eighth. Get your tickets now sell that shit out uh all of this has to happen before october 1st we're recording this on september 1st you have literally a month to get this yeah. all done so uh we believe and we trust in you whoever's listening to this you can get it done um riley justin this is so much fun uh thank you guys for coming on the pod and uh can't wait to see you live can't wait to to hear everything else all right all right <laughs> <laughs> thanks y'all this was a blast oh yeah. thanks Justin. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Again, if you liked it, make sure to let us know with a review on Apple Podcasts, with a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube, or, you know, tag us in something. Just, just like, toss out a tag, you know? Yeah, just go on Instagram and tag us. Say that you're listening to us, or, you know, yeah. you found out a new band, or reshare the playlist that we make every week with new music. Yeah. Um, or just even say, hey, over on Twitter and Instagram. If you just tweet up, tweet out at us. We'll be like, "Hey, bestie." Yeah, and uh, you know, we would love that. We'd love to know what you think of us, and I'm sure last night saved my life would also like to know what you think about them. So make sure to follow them, stream the song, watch the videos, do all the stuff. We will return next Monday with another episode of podcast. So check us out there. Uh, we love you. Thank you for being awesome. I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. We'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> That's almost like goat level. <laughs> the Post Malone goat note. Oh, no. Dude. It seemed like he was pretty cool. It's literally Sir? what he does. It's-